When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're right. Yes, we're back. It's the business end of the season, so we're coming back at you with another obscure footballer. Yes, more players will be inducted into the obscure Hall of Fame. We are here on the Sports Social Podcast Network, as we are every single Wednesday. And if you like nostalgic strolls down memory lane, we're also on Patreon with similar podcasts. For just £1 a month, you get access to five podcasts a week. With that out of the way, let's get stuck in. And yes, this is the eighth episode of The Obscure Footballer. It is episode 81 of the What If Football Podcast. Let's do a bit of a roll call, shall we? We've been doing this podcast, The Obscure Footballer thing, since October 2021. We've done roughly one episode a month, with the exception of January, where we thought we'd induct double the amount. It's the new year. Happy New Year to you. Anyway, October 2021, our very first class in the Hall of Fame, Fruta Grodas, Israel Zuniga, and my personal favourite, Orfeo Kurzaverd. Yes, we all know him. November 2021, we had Orlando Trustful, Boncho, Genchev, and John Gope Fenepai. In December, William Moke, Torben Pichnek, and Zan Benedicic. And in January, a bumper class, six names. The Twardzik brothers, Philip and Patrick. We had Dave Diego Gavilan. We also had, I'm going to take a run up at this, Carolus Adria Mazzinaro, Vance Warner, and, of course, the concept of the trialist. And in February, we had Vladimir Kinder, Froda Kipper, Conblatsis. And in March 2022... Jason Crow, Dean Gore, and Gianfranco Labath. So, with that all out of the way, we've got to add another three names to make it a nice round 24-man squad that we've got here. 23 if you don't count the uh, the old trialist there, because 
There's millions of them knocking about, isn't there? So let's go to our very first suggestion here from Harry Holland. He suggests Adrian Path. Now, my impressions of him is that uh, Spanish-speaking got to be with the name Path, P-A-Z. I would have him as a either a journeyman centre-back, journeyman striker, probably had about five appearances in England. Well, Wikipedia says he's a number 10 Striker can play number nine as well. He's from Uruguay. He's uh, played for the likes of Peñarol, Estudiantes, Giants in South American football. And then for whatever reason, had a year at Ipswich. Um, the embarrassment that was Ipswich's 1994-95 season, if you remember, they went down with what was then a record points tally for a three points for a win era in the Premier League at least. So Adrian Path, after after that sort of embarrassment, he only stayed for one year in England. He went to Shanghai, Columbus, Colorado, sort of flitting between the Chinese before the Super League era, but um, between the MLS and the Chinese leagues. Had 10 caps for Uruguay, unsurprisingly. Wasn't part of their um, 1995 Copper America winning squad when, the, uh, when they hosted the tournament. Anyway, we move on. Dave Matheson is here. He suggested Terry Skiverton. Now, the name's familiar. I should have mentioned earlier, of course, Adrian Path, obscure, obviously. It goes without saying, doesn't it? Terry Skiverton. The name's familiar, but he's obscure. To me, he thinks, he reminds me of like a, an EFL commentator on Sky Sports, maybe even a, one of those um, roving reporters that Quest have and what will ITV have the next year? Who knows? Anyway, so Terry Skiverton, he had three years, no league appearances at Chelsea. Went to all the W's, Wickham, Welling, and then graduated, presumably, onto Wise, Yeovil. And Yeovil's where he's made his name in his career, managerial, and um, and playing. Played 328 league games for Yeovil between 1999 to 2010, so he's seen it all, presumably, at Yeovil. Coming up non-league, League 2, League 1, etc. Probably just stopped about short when, from when they got into the championship, but he was on the coaching staff. Only left Yeovil this year, so that's a good 23 years of... Terry Skiverton's life there, he's on the uh, on that coast, south coast, let's call it. Um, anyway, he's a coach, first team coach at Charlton Athletic now, only recently as well. So he's only just left Yeovil Town there. Our next suggestion from Stephen Bridgman4 on Twitter. And if you have any obscure footballers, let us know on Twitter at whatif underscore YouTube. He suggests Julian Watts. Obscure. Um, I've got no. Imp- this is such a non-name, isn't it? There's nothing really jumping out at me there. The only thing I can think of, I was latching onto Julian, is um, Jeff Stelling's successor. Now you can tell I wrote these notes before. Jeff Stelling did a dramatic U-turn on his retirement. Anyway, there we are. So Julian Watts, according to Wikipedia, was Sheffield-born, bit of a '90s journeyman. Propped up at um, Rotherham United's academy. Then good enough for the Premier League, though, to be fair. Sheffield Wednesday, 92 to 96. Leicester, 96 to 98. Part of that Martin O'Neill team that won the League Cup in 97. And he spent a lot of time on loan, though. So he's been to Shrewsbury, Crew, Huddersfield, etc. as well. He's definitely obscure. I don't think we've got anyone Hall of Fame worthy yet. Probably the best one is Adrian Path. Um, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Maybe Adrian, who knows, maybe. Um, so we move on. Chris Sargent suggests Tron Egil Saltvet. Now, yes, this is the type of player that I like in this uh, obscure podcast. For me, he screamed Southampton in like, sort of like 1998. You can see him with that. Was it Sanderson they were sponsored by? It was a time when them and Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday were sponsored by Sanderson. Both 
kind of in the doldrums a little bit, although Sheffield Wednesday a bit higher. Tron Elgil Salt felt probably came to the Premier League around probably in that post USA 94 boom when all these Norwegians showing up. His name smacks of he's definitely Norwegian. And Wikipedia confirms pretty much all my suspicions. He's combined two of my loves here on the Obscure Footballer podcast. Um, Scandinavian play in the 90s and a blend of that sort of that desperate smell of lower end Premier League clubs, your Southampton, Coventry and Sheffield Wednesday. Played for all three of those, played for all three of them back to back. And um, and if you listen to the Les Grandes Keeps podcast that we also do here on the Sports Social Podcast Network, you'll be pleased to know he's part of the Rosenborg team, which um, I love as well from the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Absolute perfection. He's... Not even he's bypassed the foyer of the Hall of Fame. He's definitely in. I can say that right now and we're uh, not even halfway through this episode anyway. Chris Sargent's got another suggestion. He says Bruno Ribeiro. Um, so obscure that Chris has spelled his name wrong here. It's Ribeiro. I uh, don't know if that's a typo or what, but again, it's one of these where it could be it's Portuguese speaking, I'd imagine. So, And not just because of Bruno Fernandes and all that influence. It's mainly the, the suffix on the end of the, the surname there, the... Hero. I mean, yeah. So Wikipedia says he's a Portuguese under-21s talent signed by Leeds in 1997. Remained in Yorkshire, surprisingly, with Sheffield United until 2001 before returning to Portugal. I would probably more have him down as um, a Brazilian, but Portuguese speaking, we can, uh, we can handle that. Crunch Pro comes in and he gives us our first not-obscure footballer, Wabi Kazri. Now, Maybe if he'd have had his career at Sunderland and then just crept off into the distance, even then I would have remembered him from Sunderland, but most probably wouldn't have. Um, but he's done well in Ligue 1 recently. Saint Etienne, even though they've not had the best of seasons this time round, he's, he's been doing quite well over the past three years um, with Lever. So um, maybe some people might not be following French football, but he's a huge name in African football. Absolutely no chance from me. He's a, you know, he wasn't great at Sunderland, but um, since he's gone to uh, Ligue 1, he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, Premiership Polls on Twitter said, Carl Reddy, and I was not ready to see this 11-year career at QPI. I had no preconceptions of this name whatsoever. Obscure for me. So 11-year career at, for, at QPI from Neef. Never played a second in Welsh football. Neef is in South Wales, Southwest Wales, I think. Um Pitched up at uh, Motherwell, Aldershot, Crawley, Farnborough. Five Wales caps in his pomp, which we can sort of adjudicate. is 1997 to 98, roughly. That's where he got his five caps. That's where he was playing the majority of his minutes for QPR. So, Carl Reddy, well done. You've got five more international caps than probably anybody who's going to listen to this podcast. So, congratulations there. In terms of obscure Hall of Fame... He's probably got. He's probably knocking on the door of the foyer. Not quite in the foyer, anyway. Maracas flute suggests Eriberto. Obscure, definitely obscure. He's one of these, I think, where again Portuguese speaking, maybe Brazilian, maybe Portuguese. Probably a bit of a journeyman. Maybe not even going into English football. Maybe just potters around Italian, Spanish, Portuguese leagues. So I, in my travails online, I could not find him. He's a Brazilian winger, apparently. Turns out he's also called Luciano, but uh, formerly known as Eriberto. So that's bizarre to begin with. Uh, for that alone, it's foyer worthy. He's probably uh, 
probably overtaken Carl Reddy on that one in terms of knocking on the door of the Hall of Fame. 13 years he had at Kievo, including a bizarre loan spell at Inter Milan of all places in the 2003-04 season. Also played for um, Palmeiras at the start of his career. So um, yeah, started off in the Brazilian league in the Serie A, then moved to the Serie A. Um, Bologna as well and ended his career at Mantova. Um, definitely, definitely a front runner to get into this Hall of Fame. The the fact that he's changed his name halfway through his career is fantastic as well. That adds to the uh, to the mystique of the man. And uh, we move on. We'll move on to uh, Jake Collinson, who suggests Casapa, unless there's a unless it's not a unless it's not an accent on there, unless it's Casapa. Uh, God knows. Anyway, the name feels familiar. Maybe it does have an accent. Maybe I'm thinking of a, of another sort of player around that sort of era ilk with an accent with one name like uh, Fumasa or something like that. I think we've had him on the show before. Regardless, I had absolutely no idea what I was in Fumasa at all in store for me here. Um, I did realise, though, I've been watching a lot of Champions League highlights in preparation for... A few more podcasts that we're going to be doing in the build-up with the uh, build-up to the end of the season with the Champions League. So I've been watching a lot of Champions League highlights for La Grandes Equipes. And since writing these notes, I've been watching him quite a bit. Um, he's played for Leon 2001 to 2007, um, which smacks of, yeah, he's a pretty good player and I should have really been able to identify him. That alone should have been enough. And the fact that um, in watching highlights he's scored a couple of goals so maybe should have uh, done this afterwards regardless he also played for Newcastle between 2007 2009 technically obscure because obscure because I couldn't think of him on the spot I don't think he's I think he's too good to be Hall of Fame worthy sorry Jake um, does have three caps for Brazil so maybe there should be a rule that um, if you've had so many caps, X amount of caps or even one cap for a, a huge nation like Brazil, um, maybe even in friendlies, um, still rules you out from being Hall of Fame worthy. And I'm pretty worried about, well, no, I'm not worried about any of the Hall of Fame inductees that we've already had over the months, um, over the past half a year or so, because I don't think any of them would have played for a huge nation. and um, Not Brazil anyway, definitely not. We move on. We move on. George Spencer suggests Eves Macalambe. And if you've got a hyphen in your name and it's not a double-barreled surname, obscure, definitely. With a name like that, it deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I had absolutely no preconceptions. He had not a clue what I was marching into when I uh, logged on to n.wikipedia.org. But apparently he's a goalkeeper born in Brussels, played with the um, with the Belgian Olympic team that didn't really get any um, further than that, though. Um, potentially the scars of colonialism um, seen in his Wikipedia page and his career, really, with his uh, three caps for the Democratic Republic of Congo. So there's that uh, reference that you ordered. Anyway, a youth player at Chelsea, which I should have really known from George. I know he's a, a Chelsea fan. Um, and pretty much his entire career has been a... Second, third choice goalkeeper wherever he's gone. Hibs, Swansea, returned to Belgium with Mechelen, Royal Antwerp. Brief stint in Turkey with Otto Galati. Remember that time when they qualified for the Champions League and played Manchester United. Had a two-year hiatus and then played three games in League One for Wickham Wanderers. Um, well, yeah, just just to throw you completely off the scent of his entire life there. What a, what a boy. He's definitely 
in the foyer, knocking on that door of the um, obscure Hall of Fame. We'll have to decide on this when we get to the end of the episode, unless there's some absolute pearlers to come. Anyway, we move on. George Spencer's got another suggestion. Anthony Grant. I mean, (laughs) the most vanilla name you could think of, which is why I couldn't think maybe like played for Crawley for about 700 games and no idea. Um, I know George Spencer follows Winchester City as well, so maybe played for them. But instead, it's obviously another Chelsea player, um, a one-time Premier League player for Chelsea as well. you got your typical loan army part of that. Um, got loan moves to Oldham, Wickham again, Luton, Town and Southend before a permanent four-year stretch at End, and then your usual... EFL Fair, he's played for a lot of clubs. Strap yourselves in. Stevenage, Crew, Port Vale, Peterborough. And by the way, Stevenage and Port Vale, two of the most grey teams that you can think of. No discernible features apart from maybe Robbie Williams supports Port Vale. Anyway, we move on. Peterborough, Shrewsbury, Swindon Town. Maybe a, maybe a contender for that Swindon if they hadn't have been in the Premier League. And Scumfob, probably are amongst those contenders as well for the most grey Premier League, most grey football team ever. Maybe I'll do a podcast on that and just upset a load of people. Anyway, Anthony Grant, uh, we'll decide. I think he's just outside the foyer. So the, this is the this is the sort of ranking I have. Hall of Fame in the foyer, which is second, which is sort of like could get into it if we uh, can't decide on two, on three definite Hall of Famers. And then outside the foyer, probably not, but um, we'll see if we've got a a dearth of obscure talent, quote-unquote, um, by the end of the episode. It's all very offensive. Anyway, Matty Max <laughs> coming. And knowing Matty, um, I know it's probably going to be one of these extreme journeymen. Like some journeymen like Anthony Grant there, they've played for, you know, teams that you, can, you, you, you know vaguely of and he probably would have been if you had a keen interest in the EFL, you probably know who he is. This guy, much like, um, was it Carolis, Andrea Mazzanaro? Yeah, him. Uh, that was one of Matty's suggestions. Here's Musa Mazo. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Anyway, Mazu is from Niger. So that gives you good indication. This one's definitely in there for the Hall of Fame, isn't it? He ended up in Lokeren, which is a Belgian Pro League team, and CSKA Moscow. Even had loan spells in France with um, some pretty big teams as well. Monaco, Bordeaux, when Bordeaux were good as well. And then Le Mans, which is probably more well-known for that big race they do every now and then. And then you get into his journeyman spell. Zulta War again, which is back in um, back in Belgium. Then you've got Etal du Sahel, which I'm... I'm He's either Egyptian or Middle East, um, not too sure on them, but they're a staple of these journeyman careers, really. And then Vittoria Guimarães in uh, Portugal, and then staying in Portugal with Maritimo. Then Jan Chung Yatai, Randers of um, of Denmark there, Ajaxio, Lons of, um, of French lower league football league. Well, Lons aren't, but Ajaxio uh, usually like league dirt, aren't they? And then you've got Ohod and Sexia Nezcione, uh, Apologise for butchering that. I've never heard of them in my life. And then Jeunesse Esch, which is where he currently plays. I'm pretty sure it's Switzerland. I'm pretty sure it's Switzerland. Maybe completely wrong. Maybe even Luxembourg. I'm not sure. Um, either way, Hall of Fame. Get in that Hall of Fame. 13 goals, 53 caps for Niger. I said earlier that there should be um, a bit of a cap on um, the caps that you've won internationally. Um, 
if you're a big nation, Niger definitely don't fall into that category. I think they've qualified for one or two AFCONs in their history. So, um, Musa Mazao, welcome to the uh, Hall of Fame alongside Tron Gil Saltfelt. Maybe we need to uh, remove Saltfelt because I think uh, playing in the Premier League for quite a while may be a bit too good. Um, we'll decide at the end. Anyway, we move on. Mark J. Bryan, Rob Ullathorn. Now, this one is familiar. Sure, we've even had it before. I've seen this name floating around when I've been researching the Barclays. Probably not a Le Grand as he keeps player, but... Um, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then looking on his Wikipedia, I had no idea where he could have possibly played. Um, it's one of those names where it could be Oldham, could be Swindon, depending on the time of the uh, time of the. Um, his career, but it turns out it's Norwich and Leicester. Spent six years with Norwich between 1990 and 1996. Leicester between 1997 and 2000. Uh, Wakefield born, had a quirky little spell um, between those two clubs at, of course, Osasuna. Thought he'd have a, a gap year in Pamplona there and then uh, return to um, England. Sheffield United there for three years. Northampton, two years at Notts County as well. Mm, foyer worthy, foyer worthy. The name's familiar, which um, tends to lead me, tends me to kick him out of the foyer, really, with that one. But uh, we move on. And uh, Neb Doute, um sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. He's sort of like three words on a, a Twitter handle there. Maybe even got him completely wrong. Either way, he's coming with some absolute pearls of suggestions. Um, first up, Edwin Zertabier. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Dutch. I mean, Edwin as well. So you think goalkeeper, Dutch goalkeeper. <laughs> Maybe I'm just translating Edwin van der Sar's career onto him. But that's the first thing I thought of quite lazily. And this is the type of person who's born for this podcast, a bit like your uh, salt felt earlier on. I've still got a bit of an affinity with him. I think he's, I can't knock him out of the, the Hall of Fame, can I really? Anyway, Zort Beer. Not even the most goal, famous goalkeeper in the Netherlands called Edwin. He was a goalkeeper. Nine-year spell at Volendam, and then for reasons goes to Sunderland as a number two, because why not? He doesn't play in the league, may have played in a cup game. Um, then goes back to the Netherlands, where he plays for some relatively successful clubs, uh, presumably as a number two as well. Vitesse, Feyenoord, PSV, or PSV, NAC. NAC Breda as well, um, probably on the lower end of the successful scale there with those ones. But decent number two career, I guess. Um, he's obscure. The Sunderland spell is just out of any sort of realms that his career was going in, which um, which ingratiates himself to me quite well in this podcast. Anyway, um, Neb, let's call him for short, uh, comes back with another pearl. Marinko Galic. 
played for Slovenia at the turn of the century. Again, I had no idea. I didn't I didn't want to go anywhere with um with this name when I had it in my head and it wrote down on my notes, could go any certain any number of ways. Played for Slovenia at the turn of the century. Euro two thousand was in that squad that uh, got knocked out in the groups. Was in the two thousand two World Cup squad that got knocked out in the groups. And of course you get these teams that he's played for in Slovenia, Maribor, Ennis Mura, before they had the NS bit, I presume, when they were just a wee young club. Um, you've got uh, Dinamo Zagreb in Croatia, and then a ton of unpronounceable teams that I'm not even going to venture a guess at um, in terms of pronouncing because I'll offend somebody. And, of course, in and amongst his um, Adriatic career, is it around that geography? Who knows? Let me know. He obviously has a stint in China because that's that's just what happens. And uh, Shangdong Luneng with um, with that little stint in the uh, in the Far East there for Gallic. She's in the foyer definitely. Whether or not it'll be it'll be a close one, but Edwin Zotterbier, I think I'm gonna favour him. And we've only got one one spot available with after Mazu and um, Saltfelt. And we've got one, two, three, four to go. So I think we're pretty settled on those two, and then maybe Zotobia, but we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll decide in a minute. Fluky Stargazer on Twitter says Titi Kamara, no chance, not obscure. Sometimes, obviously, with the Kamara surname um, spelt with a, a C rather than Chris Kamara, you think of Henri Kamara. Um, a lot of Senegalese players with the surname uh, Kamara, but uh, Titi Kamara is. I do often get um, mixed up with Henri Kamara. Obviously, had a, a probably better career than Titi Kamara. Um, I remember him because he comes in a similar time to Gerard Houllier around that time, late nineties, when he comes in as the um, the co-manager of Liverpool. Those uh, those heady days at Anfield. There, um, I'm pretty sure he, he he came in the same summer as your boy Sean Dundee. A lot of suggestions for him on this episode, but uh, I think it's mainly because I put him as a picture on Twitter when I had a, a call out for obscure footballers, regardless. Titi Kamara wasn't very good, soon went to Upton Park, had a three-year career there, mainly warming their bench, whilst Freddie Canute, Paolo Di Canio, Jermaine Defoe were all ahead of him. Um, good time of it in France, though, Saint-Étienne, Lons, Marseille, before he... Uh, before he turned up in England and returned to retire there with Amiens. Um, and uh, 38 caps, 23 goals, not for Senegal, as I uh, misplaced him, but Guinea also managed Guinea in 2009 for a bit. So I'll retreat red-faced and move on to the next three, the last three uh, obscure footballers we've got here. Stu Tenchilad, at Tenchilad on Twitter, suggests Jerry Harrison, spelt with a J. So I went onto Wikipedia. It says he's the keyboardist for the Talking Heads. Um, so again, another one spelled wrong. Jerry spelt with a J R G. I mean, that's obviously forgivable. It's just a, like a typo. Of, you know, he's he's not been knocking about the football league for a while. So Jerry Harrison with a G. Currently, player slash assistant manager for Hyde United. Granted that he's forty nine years of age. It's probably an outdated Wikipedia page. So he started his career off at Watford, Vicarage Road, 1989 to 1991, then Bristol City, 1991 to 93. In and amongst the string of loans, Cardiff and Hereford locally whilst he was at Bristol City. Then you've got Luton, Hull, Burnley whilst he was at Sunderland, semi-local, I guess the latter two with those. And then those fitting spells in Yorkshire with Huddersfield Town, Halifax Town, 
Also a good sign that his Wikipedia career says um, 2000X to 2000X for spell at Prestwick. I mean, <laughs> that's, that does that does endear you to me in terms of this podcast, definitely. Um, he ended his career non-league, really. Liarumai, York City, Northwich, Victoria and Hyde United. Presumably before they went on that catastrophic run in the, uh, the conference premier, as we'll call it. Keel Watson comes in with a potential late um, Hall of Fame contender here. Baki Merchimek, I think I'm pronouncing that right. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I've no idea. Maybe another Slovenian, who knows. But he's a Sunderland player with zero appearances. A Dutch-born centre-half with one cap for Turkey. So that's a great start. Started off his career at Harlem and then to Telstar after Sunderland. A ton of Turkish clubs as well between 2003-2015. I'm presumed a Dutch-born Turkish heritage centre-half here. But Siktas between 2006-2008. Um, I'm not going to offend any Turkish um, listeners potentially by uh, trying to pronounce the other ones. But um, let's just say he's played for about 10 Turkish clubs in the Turkish league between 2003 and 2015 with Besiktas probably that was when he won his cap for Turkey so perhaps that was his uh, boom period Merchimek there and uh, we'll end things off with Derek Cleary's suggestion Kevin Gallen obscure um this to me just sounds like your early Premier League stalwart pitches up at a Swindon town in 1994 uh, one of those types of players <laughs> classic before the um before the foreign influx of Premier League, before the professionalisation, ultra-professionalisation rather, I should say, of the Premier League roughly end of the 20th century, start of the 21st century. And regardless, Kevin Gallen had a seven-year stretch at QPR, born locally to at Hammersmith, had four under-21 caps with England. In the 21st century, moved up north to Yorkshire, Huddersfield Town, Barnsley, returned back down south to QPR for six more years. And then after that, sort of 15th, 14th, 15th, 13th, 14th, 15th year of his career goes, turns into a nomad, nomadic career really. Plymouth, MK Dons, Luton, Barnet, Braintree, Leverstock and Aylesbury. And it is a huge, hugely obscure career, but I think we've got our three names here. They are Tron Eggold Saltfelt, formerly of Coventry, Sheffield, Wednesday and Southampton in the 90s, the perfect triumvirate and spiced in with a little bit of Norwegian flavour there, um, which is just beyond perfection in terms of this podcast. You've got Musa Marzau from uh, Matty Mac there, who um, the quintessential journeyman career from Niger to Moscow with Monaco in between. And we've got Edwin Zotabia and... One of those players where plays the majority of his career in his homeland gets pinched for a year or two, plays absolutely zero games, then goes straight back. A hugely dignified class of the Hall of Fame there for our eighth episode of the Obscure Hot Footballer podcast. We'll be back in a number of weeks, three weeks to be exact, to induct a May 2022 class of the Hall of Fame. So we've got Zotabia, we've got Mazu, we've got Saltfelt. John is in three weeks for the ninth episode of the Obscure Footballer podcast. In the meantime, we'll be coming in with some Champions League action. Of course, it will be semi-final time, I think, or quarter-final time. Either way, 
I have no idea when these episodes are going out. Either way, you'll realise it'll be either, it'll probably be quite a final week. Anyway, we'll be uh, we'll be there with some Champions League football, two thousand and one, two thousand two, three. Those types of those types of years, the epitome of Champions League at its peak. So we'll be back with that in the meantime and continuing with Champions League nostalgia, Premier League nostalgia as well as we wind up this season, the business end of the season. Stick on the uh, Sports Social Podcast Network for all of those from us every single Wednesday. They'll be there bright and early in your uh, podcast inbox, wherever you get your podcasts anyway. Thank you very much for listening. And if you do support the channel via Patreon, thank you eternally for that. And until next time, Sidi. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.